Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. More outtakes from Hobby Hotline from uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. The last part of the segment, and we talked about uh, a bunch of things with uh, Mike of uh, Junk Wax Hero and Drew of Let Me Get That Potograph. Uh, thanks, sponsors. Uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Heritage Auctions, Hugs the Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, and Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. One thing that came out on this was an interesting theory that, that Drew has said, and I, I probably need to apologize to Drew. I think I was a little hard on him trying to gig him a little bit. He's got a three-year rule for prospecting or for the young players, uh, whether it's for quarterbacks or whatever, even baseball. That they give them three years to see if they're going to make it. And and uh, I think maybe even I misinterpreted it a little bit. If you're buying all the rookies of a class as soon as they come out and getting them at the opening prices, then don't dump them just because the guy didn't start the year great. I agree with that. If you have position in a player, uh, don't give up on them too soon. They need a few years sometimes to percolate, and that's generally a good rule. On the other hand, I don't think it's a good idea to take a market basket of all the rookies, whether it's baseball, basketball, or football. I think the fun of collecting is to say there's a hundred different rookies now, and who are the 10 or 20 or 30 or 50, but not all. And in that context, then yes, Drew, I agree. Don't give up on them just because that quarterback is second string or has some uh, bad games right at the beginning and has to sit. And then he says he's looking for two good years in a row. And again, these are just guidelines I think that Drew has to help people. I don't disagree with it. I agree with the fact it's good to have a guideline that you're not just blowing in the wind of somebody had a bad game and you dump their cards. I, I would hope you're buying cards that you enjoy having. And if they start doing terrible, the decision is not it went down. I'm upset. I'm going to sell it. It's good to sell something if it's going to continue to go down and you're not interested in the player. If you are interested in the player and the player d does badly and the price goes down, that could even be an opportunity to buy some more if you believe in the player. Because if the player does well, generally the cards follow. And the, the flip side, if the player is doing badly, it's going to be hard for his cards to stay solid. Thanks, Drew, for bringing up that provocative rule. And thanks, Mike and Drew, for an interesting back and forth on our Hobby Hotline episode. Check that out, and here it is. I have a couple of rules in football collecting. Ones I don't judge anybody until three healthy years in the league. And then the second is if you've performed great two seasons in a row, not one, but two. And it seems once they've got that second season under their belt, they get pretty strong. Drew, your strategy is sound, okay? There's nothing it, wrong with it. But most of the hobby is licking their chops, thinking... Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to prospect ahead of Drew right. because Drew right. is going to be slow on the trigger. He's going to lose less, but you're going to miss out sometimes because some of those oh. guys in the first or second year are the real deal. Mahomes didn't really emerge, I think, until the second year. No, I was but buying Mahomes people, cards. I was buying Mahomes rookie prism silvers. They were the base that year for $5. I'm saying you're breaking your own rule in one sense. Now, maybe you're saying that's what you're going to do for the really huge cards. No, that, that's what highly I mean, like, speculative. But the yes, base now, and more common things, stock up on those. And I think that's what people are doing. But there's a little nuance to what you're saying. That no, if you I really believe agree. in a player, not a, not general prospecting, but you really believe in your East Carolina pirate, you're going to yeah, jump in there mental. and grab him. You're not going to wait three years. 
No, and I should have clarified, I was talking along the lines of more of judging the quarterbacks in the NFL market. No, I do a lot of flipping and just selling in general. I will sell when they're hot all the time, but I also do a lot of deeper prospecting. NBA, for example, Shea Alexander. I was huge on him his rookie year, Jalen Brunson as well. While everyone was buying the Lucas and the Trays, I was buying those. It was a very long flight. You were telling everybody else to wait three years, Drew. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying that's funny about it. I'm expecting them to be where they are in three years, not to wait three years to buy. I'm saying I don't judge the players if they're a bust or successful, not when I would buy them. Let's clarify that. I'm not waiting three years to buy them. No, I'm buying them year one. I'm prospecting immediately, but I'm not judging and I'm not taking it into effect anything until at least three healthy years. But you're studying the players. You're studying the cards. It's not indiscriminate. You're a student of the hobby and you're Mm -hmm. very involved. You're very in the know. And so that will work for you. But other people want a shortcut and just think, hey, it's a new quarterback. Yeah, I'm just going to go all in with somebody without really knowing what their uh, situation they're coming into. You put a great quarterback behind a terrible offensive line, and, and you've got an injured quarterback at the end of the year, I think. Can we just admire for a moment the kid? I think he was like 12 years old who pulled a Mac Jones one of one black prism and yeah. sold it for $100,000. Immediately. Yeah. Like, he went right out and did a, a deal out of the trunk of their van. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And then the Mac Jones market collapsed completely because Mac Jones is trash. Yeah. Patriots fan here. Sorry. What do you all think the percentage of NFL viewing audience that's also involved with the NFL sports card hobby? Very good question in terms of the actual percentage. Very small. NFL games get tens of millions of views. I, I don't know what the number is, but it's tiny. Say it's 10% that collect cards. I doubt that it's even that really truly yeah. collect. But it could be 50% that buy NFL swag that's right. from fanatics. And so they've got yep. them on their list. They're going to start promoting them for, hey, we got some cards of your favorite player, your favorite team. That's how they're going to 10 exit, guys, because they, they've already got the enthusiasts that love the sport. And the cards are a tangible expression of that love. I hope they do it because there's yeah, a Keating lot of room says, to go up. Keating says less than 1%, which probably... And then, I was going to say, and Dr. B used the exact number, I was going to say you could say maybe 10%. It's less than 10%, would, but it's more than 1%. Yeah, I, I would guess it's probably around 5 something like that, maybe. But with Fanatics coming in, Dr. B, like you said, I do think we're going to see it increase quite a bit. The amount of marketing that I've seen start to happen has actually been quite impressive. And to see that it's only started, I imagine it's going to ramp up heavily in the next couple of years. But in overall viewership, Mike, like you said, NFL is so big. There are so many casual NFL fans that aren't collecting at all. But if you go to the diehards, I'm sure the percentage is quite a bit bigger. But the NFL is so big with just casual fans that want to check out a game that I definitely would say it's a pretty low percentage. So what's the percentage of those that bet? Oh, 10 or 20%? 25%? No. I guess still under 10% too. That bet? I would say, okay, I, I was going to go a little higher. I was going to say about 15, 20%, I would think. Some way. Patrick fantasy football. Yeah, formal and informal. That's what I'm saying. In some way, I don't think 20% are going on to DraftKings or something like that. But if you factor in everything like that, I would assume maybe 15, 20% probably bet. Yeah, I'm a casual I, and I'll bet you that f- number goes up a lot. I'm a casual football fan and I do 
Super Bowl squares and I do pick em pools and things like that with yeah. coworkers. And that you would consider okay. that. You have a financial relationship with a sport. Fanatics is going to want to turn in, hey, would you like some cards with that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But there's a better it. return on cards than there is fantasy. You yeah. still get the enjoyment and you have the cards. Absolutely. One Million Cubs Project, 17.5 million average viewership on NFL games in September 2020. It's absolutely insane. As we said, quite big. I don't know how many Taylor Swift fans were added to that, but I'm sure quite a bit. Stu says if they can connect cards to fantasy football, they'd hit it big. I agree there. I think there's a lot of areas that could happen in. I think that's a very easy thing to do. There have been other attempts at this, but a modernization of a football TCG, that is achievable. And basketball, yep. baseball, all of them, where can play the game where it's affected by results. That stratomatic, but that was done at the beginning of the season. This could be a living set. Absolutely. Let's see. That 70 show face football blows any of these things out of the water. Fanatics would be wise to offer sets depicting your team's roster. I could not agree anymore. Someone might only want the cards for their fantasy team one year, but a year later they might looking at like looking at them so much they might be buying hobby boxes. You never know. Might be buying singles off Com C and eBay. Who knows? And as it grows, it also does help those other positional players. If you start doing stuff like this with fantasy football sets, if you take that idea into it, you're looking at, okay, in fantasy football, the quarterback's normally, he's putting up points, but he's normally not your go-to guy that's winning you the week. So if you're collecting those cards, you're collecting cards of positional players. Okay, so guys, right so uh, Cowboys are doing better this year. Dak is supposedly having a great year, but is there more money going into Dak, the quarterback, or CeeDee right. Lamb? Neither one of them are rookies this year. I bet there's more money going into CeeDee Lamb than there is to Dak. I would agree 100% there. Dak, what? Dak, Dak is old news. Dak is considered yeah. old. He's 30, well, I think. Yeah, I, I think the reason is because CeeDee hasn't had those down years. CeeDee's just continued to get better while he plays with this guy. We've seen Dak go up and way down and then up and down and up and down and then way down and way up. He's been that roller coaster at a point collectors get that fatigue where they say, okay, I'm just tired of the Michael Porter Jr. effect for every year for about five years around Father's Day. Everyone wanted Michael Porter Jr. Then he got hurt. I do think a lot more is pouring into CD right now. And I think CD is a great investment. The kid's amazing. You've seen Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, all these guys are really starting to actually have some value. Now, there's a lot of guys that don't really hold value that I think should, the A.J. Browns and things like that, but I just don't think it's that wide yet with chasing after those guys, but that's where buying opportunities arise. But I do think you're seeing a lot more going into those guys right now. That uh, suggests that we could go through the NFL and for each team, for non-rookies, who's the most collectible player? And it's usually yep. a quarterback, but I bet it's not always a quarterback. No, not always. It can't always be a quarterback. It can't be like on, let's see, the Bears, about the Browns? Commanders, things like How that. About the Browns? Yeah, it would be interesting to go through every single team and see who the most collectible player was, Dr. B. That's a really good one. But going back to fantasy football, and I, I like this idea. Fantasy football certainly changed the way I watch NFL games. Now I follow players over teams. I think this is a factor in how we also spend money in the hobby. I would absolutely agree. I'm a Panther season ticket holder since day one, and I definitely collect stuff that is not Panthers, and I definitely follow certain players. And a lot of it does have to do with 
people I like to bet on, <laughs> people that I like to use in prop bets, things like that. So I, I do think it has an impact. Collections have gotten smaller and smaller. Basically, we went from having a big collection with completing sets to then team collecting. And now I think it's pretty much player collecting. And you're encouraged to think of having a, a small and more elite collection of your favorite player, not vast uh, notebooks full of base cards for your favorite player. It's more uh, curated, more vetted, or you could have more than one favorite player, but there's not that many people doing the teams. Bo's on this with the million Cubs, which I think he's probably achieved now. But that's rare. I think that's the exception. Now it's, I got my players. I think Bo's right at 990, last I saw. He's intentionally staying at 990. Yeah, I read on Twitter last <laughs> week that he wants the last card, the millionth card, to be either a specific card or a specific player. Still an amazing feat. <laughs> yes. He posted pictures of what appeared to be a warehouse of his collection. And somebody asked, if I ask you for a certain card, can you pull it out? And he said it might take him a short time, but yes, which is staggering because... I have a small fraction of a million cards, and I couldn't pull out a card if you asked me for two. It's 200 so. Super Monster Boxes. 200, 5,000 wow. cards. It's more than fills up a car, that's for sure. If it fills a van, <laughs> fill up a, a room. It's a, a lot of weight. Yeah, absolutely. It's two tons, by the way. The man 